Rubber Baby Buggy Bumpers. And it's all thanks to the World Forge podcast. Somehow they found us. Okay, ladies. Cheers. Cheers. Yay. Wizards and wine. Okay, so welcome to today's episode. It is actually taking place in the world of Revnica, which is exciting. Lots of magic things. Uh, the one shot that we're going to play is called A Zib for Your Thoughts. The byline for it is one person's trash is sometimes another's treasure. In this case, it's also an opportunity for you to go on an excursion across the 10th district, tracking down a client's very specific request in thoughts. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, except this time I can't tell you who wrote it. Can't yeah, see. I really can't say. Um, anyway, it's a Guildmaster's Guide to Revnica Adventure. And uh, we're going to introduce everybody around the table. We will start with Aaron, who is back for another game. Yay! Have you caught the D&D &D bug? Yes and no. Okay, <laughs> and now explain that, please. Yes, because it gets me away from my kids. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And no, because I'm still trying to catch on to it. Well, and but right? that's, that's the beauty of this game, is that, especially around our table, which I adore, is that we have all different experience levels of people who are playing. There are people who have discovered D&D &D for the very first time, like you, who come and play. Mm -hmm. uh, we have Cynthia and the other Aaron, who have been playing for forever and can, I mean, they tell me what I'm doing half the time. And Christine, <laughs> like you watched Critical Role and, yep. and other games online for ages before you sat down to yep. play. So, you know, don't, I mean, ask questions because the, the really great part that I love too is uh, as we learn, people who are maybe new to D&D &D who listen to the podcast um, are going to be learning stuff as well, which is awesome. Yep. I love that about us. I love us, guys. We are awesome. <laughs> we are awesome. I mean, we're okay. Um, <laughs> uh, there are a couple of people that I think that we need to shout out on the show today because we had some pretty incredible stuff happen um, to our Twitter last week. And this is, I mean, this is small fries compared to some of the other podcasts, but our Twitter jumped from... I don't know, 87 to just under 200 followers uh, in a matter of 24 hours. And it's all thanks to the World Forge podcast. Somehow they found us and they tweeted about us and they put us on their Discord as well. And they uh, blew us up, basically. So that's awesome. And I appreciate that. And we've had a lot of really good feedback and we're going to do crossover episodes and, and all kinds of shenanigans are coming uh, from one tweet. So it's awesome. I really appreciate that. Let's get into who you are and who your characters are, and uh, then we'll get into the game. So Erin, why don't you go first? Uh, my character this week, her name is Ivory Lace. Okay. She's a mountain dwarf, urban bounty hunter. Mm -hmm. So much stuff, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know even where to start. Um, well, tell us a bit about like her, her ideals and her flaws and like give us a, a pretty good sense of, of what the character's about. If she sees something shiny, she's going for it. Okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. Basically where it comes I can relate. from. Totally relatable, right? Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. um, someone died in her history, in her past, that was close to her. So she's still trying to get over that. Okay. So she's got darkness behind her, mm -hmm. but not enough to become evil. 
Okay, sure. Right? Yep. Like yeah. a little bit of bitterness? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Her main ideal is freedom. Break through everything and anything possible. Mm-hmm. So watch out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cynthia? So this week I've got a Ghostwise Halfling. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that one. She's a rogue. Her name is <coughs> Tamina. You can call her Tom. Okay. She has a pet mouse mm-hmm. named Jerrica. Okay. You can call her Jerry. So we have Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry. Mm-hmm. That kind of hit me when I was walking out to meet you. <laughs> like, that's what I'm going to call her. I need a mouse name. Tom and Jerry. Yes. <laughs> then I actually Googled to see which one was Tom, which one was Jerry. Because <laughs> I had no idea. Cynthia, you weren't supposed to tell that part. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> it's been a long time since I watched that cartoon. Cute, yeah. So, thank goodness for Google. Honestly, right? <laughs> so, yeah, she's a rogue. She's sneaky. She's... She, she's roguish. She's roguish. Mm-hmm. She... Uh, an urchin. She grew up in an orphanage. Okay. And living on the streets, you know, she's learned to appreciate the uh, finer things in life when she has the opportunity to experience them. Sure, yeah. So she, she really likes fine food and drink, and especially the drink. <laughs> <laughs> but just with your characters and booze, I man. know. <laughs> I mean, hey, Wizards of Wine is perfect for me. Honestly, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Come on. True story. But yeah, she's just a, she's a rogue. Cool. Nothing in particular about her. Okay. Christine? Today I'm playing Penitent Ice Glade, or Penny as she prefers. She is a five foot four tabaxi. She's mostly white and light gray with some darker gray spots and a pattern similar to a snow leopard's coat. She's heavier than average with a wider build and thicker neck as she is focused on her strength more than her agility. Despite her intimidating size, she is a friendly and almost bubbly personality, in a large part thanks to her past as a traveling gladiator where she was more often an entertainer than a fighter. It's through her travels that she discovered the god of protection, Helm, whom she now serves as a paladin. With her oath of the ancients, she vows to protect and help those she meets in her travels as an adventurer and devotee of Helm. I think we should just get you to write all of the character descriptions. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a while to do them. Though. <laughs> Spend way too much time doing it. <laughs> I did it on my first few. Yeah. And now it's I'm winging it. Yeah. yeah. No, it's it's really great. I'm okay. getting there. It's definitely less than I've written on some of the I'll get more involved when we do our campaign character. Sure. That one's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can't wait for that. Yeah. It's going to be really fun. <laughs> I'm really excited for it. We're limiting it, limiting it to 500 words. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> At a time. At a time. At a time. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So you can come back with another 500 words in the next session. <laughs> okay. So a zib for your thoughts. We are going to be dealing with guilds. We're going to be dealing with some shady back alley kind of stuff. Uh, we're going <laughs> to be dealing with uh, some really interesting... Uh, oh, gosh, I don't even know how to explain it. But uh, And, and uh, we're going to have to bear with me through it because I'm not even sure how I'm going to figure out how to run it yet, but uh, I've been stressing about it actually since I decided (laughs) to run this one. And then I was like, oh, why did I pick this one? Now it's too late to change. We'll sort that out as we get through it. Um, Basically, as we come into the scene, the first thing that we need you guys to do is to figure out how you guys are, uh, or like how you've come together as a group. Are you all members of the same guild? Are two of you a member of a guild and one a relative? Like that kind of stuff. 
Hmm. just to give us uh, a bit of an idea. Now, just so you know, because uh, I think you should have a list of the factions in Rebnica, we've got the Azorius, Demir, Izzet, Orzov, Ractus, and Simic. So if you want to be part of one of those factions, that's cool with me. Uh, I'm not going to say no to any of that. It's entirely up to you guys and, and how you want to approach it. And this is going to help just kind of get us into the game and, and get us rolling real quick. I know it's such a hard question. <laughs> so how does everybody know each other? We've probably been on a few bounty hunts, I think. Probably, yeah. 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 Okay. Through the guild, I would same guild. I think all working together, working together in the, from the same guild. Yeah, like I know my character probably want to be taking criminals and that in, and it's part of their paladin, especially like some of the the nasty writing the wrongs. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. Good. So which one does that? Uh, they all sound alike. Azorius, <laughs> Demir. Is it Orzov, Ractus, and Simic? I know Demir, uh, they tend to play, like, mind games and stuff. No, that wouldn't fit my character. Um, what about, like, is there, like, a Sim money-associated one? No, no. Uh, well, I don't think so. Um, I'm not familiar with it. I like money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you guys could also know each other just through a mutual friend. You Maybe you went to the same school. Uh, maybe you go frequent the same tavern. That sounds about right. <laughs> that sounds about right for me, too. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Okay, so we'll say you frequent the same tavern. And let's call it the Squawking Duck. <laughs> That's what the tavern is called. Must make a note. Let's say the bartender introduced us to each other. Yes. What's the bartender's name? Anita. Anita? Okay. <laughs> that, like, I need a drink right now. And I, I feel like I feel like she has like a useless son who she's trying to get to help her with the the <laughs> with the tavern. And what's his name? You like just Eugene. Eugene, perfect. I'm just gonna put useless son. <laughs> useless, <laughs> you're gonna forget that later. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, we've got the squawking, squacking, squacking, squacking yes. duck, squacking duck. Uh, the bartender's name is Anita, who introduced everybody, and Eugene is her useless son, who she loves to grumble about. To Perfect. blame for the squacking duck. Right. Yes. Okay. Came to the so, wrong name. Right? He named it when he was like three. That's that's what I've decided. Okay. So um, when, you, when we come into the scene, uh, we find that you are waiting in the dim glow of a sewer chamber. Ew. So you are below the streets of the 10th district. There's like a rhythmic dripping of water. Or some kind of form of <laughs> we sludge. Hope, we yeah. hope water. Some kind of sludge. <laughs> Rhythmic, anyway. Um, and sometimes, every once in a while, it's, like, interrupted by, like, the sound of sloshing water. Maybe the pitter-patter. Pitter-patter of little feet. Yeah. yeah. You know, all that kind of <laughs> stuff. Um, maybe there's a scrabbling sound somewhere. That could be yeah. the pitter-patter of feet and then the scratching or whatever. <laughs> and you're waiting for your employer uh, to show up. Now, your employer is a specialist in tracking down forgotten and discarded items. So you're all just kind of standing there, shuffling your feet, getting used to the fantastic aroma of the sewer, as you can imagine. Yeah. Like, have you ever smelled, um, like, a back alley? 
<laughs> I mean, there's that, but I was going with like a, oh my gosh, um, the tanks that you put in your backyard underground. Tank? Septic, septic tank. Septic tank. Have you ever smelled a septic tank that like Thankfully was no. overflowing in the backyard? <laughs> it's not good. I've, I've smelled pretty nasty dumpsters though. Okay, well you can go with a mixture of those two smells. <laughs> Basically, honey, it ain't pretty. No. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. Uh, so you're definitely keeping an eye on your time because you just know that the longer you stand there, the more the smell is like sinking into your clothes. <laughs> so after a few more minutes of waiting, a tattooed elf shows up. She's wearing leather armor and a fungal shawl. I don't know what that looks like, but I don't imagine it's too pretty. A fungal shawl? A fungal shawl. A shawl that has mushrooms, mushrooms growing, out, growing of out of it or made of mushrooms? I'm not sure. Anyway, she arrives from one of the tunnel passages and strides over to your group and says, Sorry, I'm running a bit behind. Let's get down to business. Yes, let's. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so her name is Veska. Uh, she's a elven scout and a fine broker for the Golgari Swarm. And uh, she has employment to offer. Oh, that's the chop. <laughs> Hi, chop. Uh, I love the chop. Employment to offer to you guys. So you know that you have all met at the same tavern. That's probably where she kind of caught wind of you guys as well, was through the squacking duck. And maybe even Anita, uh, she may have asked Anita a little bit, like I need a group of people to track down some stuff. And Anita may have recommended you guys. I feel like you at this point, you're starting to build a little bit of a reputation for yourselves. Yeah. So she is confident and calm in demeanor while she's interacting with you guys. After, you know, the initial greetings of, hi, how are you? This is me. This is what I need you to do. She starts to lay out the task at hand. She says, I came upon a very intriguing item in my travels of late. It's a small, dark blue vial that I sensed must be a magical item of sorts. After doing some inquiries, I found my suspicions were in fact correct, because of course they were. Uh, it's called a vial of thought capture. She says, of course, I needed to find a way to turn it into coin. So I put out a word to a select group of potential buyers that are into, you know, this sort of thing. I got an interested offer after just a few hours, but there were stipulations. Nevertheless, I have accepted the offer but I need your help in fulfilling it. My client wants not only the vial, but three specific thoughts to be captured in it. I have the names of the individuals and the thoughts that need to be captured in the vial. I know nothing else about the specifics of the request, only that it needs to be fulfilled for the arrangement to be satisfied. She continues saying, I have offered, I'm willing to offer you 500 gold upon successful completion of this task. Each, each. I mean, you can decide to, you know, um, barter a little bit to get some more money out of her or whatever you would like. Um, my character wouldn't barter. Your character wouldn't no. barter? No. <laughs> <laughs> Cynthia. Tom. I'm chewing. Hang on. <laughs> Do you have anything to aid us as we're fulfilling this quest for you? There is something. That I can offer. As a member of the Golgari, uh, I can give you a pendant, and she holds it up, and it's this rust-covered pendant uh, with the Golgari symbol on it. 
it's a Golgari charm. Now, when it's activated, this charm can either cast Dispel Magic, False Life at third, at third level, or Stinking Cloud. And it does that once before vanishing. She has only the one charm to give. Do we choose which spell it casts? Yes, I will allow that. I will allow that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm funny. Will you outfit us with some supplies? What do you need? What do you need? Potions, just in case. Potions of what? Uh, healing. Healing? Mm. We don't have a cleric. <laughs> you don't have a cleric, that's right. Paladin has limited spells for yeah. healing. Mm. Very limited. Okay, we'll say that she has two healing potions on her that she's willing to give. Now, when you say capture thoughts, mm -hmm. how would we do so? Was that this two total or two each? Two total. <laughs> two each. Nice try. Sounds like a magic, and I'm unfamiliar with that type. Just top that up again. Jump it. Well, no, you can only drink like halfway down, and then the peach gets in the way. <laughs> <laughs> Mine seems to have broken up. Yeah, I think you got the one that was all bits. Yeah, that works though. Bits of peaches. <laughs> bits of peaches. <laughs> bits and pieces of peaches? That's the one. Okay. I would like someone to roll for... Did you write down the two healing potions? Yes, I did. Okay. I'd like a couple of wineskins, please. Of fine wine. Wineskins? Fine wine? Yes. What do I look like? Do I, what are you? Do I look like I just have fine wine skins on me at all times? How about some of the money up front then? I'm sure you can acquire them. Mm. She suggests you go to the Squacking Duck and talk to Anita. On your tab, of course. Oh, naturally. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, first roll of the game. I would like you guys to roll for... Um, you can see Jerry on my shoulder. I got a cloak on with a hood. And you can see him just inside the cloak on my shoulder. Is he Her. Is Is Jerry wearing clothes? Kind of looks like um, Jack from Cinderella. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Hilarious. Jack, Jack? Yeah, not Gus. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. Gus, Gus. Thank yep. you. Um, I would like somebody to make an arcana check. Please. Give it a shot. <laughs> oh, man. I rolled a two, minus one. Ooh. One. Rolled 16. And got a... Arcana. Okay, what did you roll? Six. Plus anything? 18 total. 18 total, okay. Is that... Thankfully. That charisma? <laughs> we might need to... No, Arcana should be, if you scroll over. It's intelligence. Yeah, there you go. Nope, back there on that sheet. <laughs> Six. Uh, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you rolled an 18. Here is what you know about the vial of thought, because you've heard of this before. Uh, it's a dark blue vial, and it allows you to read another's surface thoughts and capture them as thought strands, storing the strands within the vial. As an action, you can activate the, the vial to target a creature you can see within 10 feet 
um, to learn its surface thoughts and pull the thoughts learned out of the creature's head as a tangible glowing strand of energy known as a thought strand. The thought strand can be stored in the vial for up to 24 hours or until the vial reaches capacity, in which case the oldest strands will dissipate. The creature affected by the vial knows that its thoughts are being probed. The vial can also be stored through... Um, oh, wait. The vial can also store thought strands created by the ENCODE thoughts cantrip. Uh, it does not extend the duration of those strands beyond eight hours, but stored strands do not disappear if you cast ENCODE thoughts again during the duration of the cantrip. The vial has three charges and it can store up to three thought strands and it regains its charges daily at dusk. So these are things that you know. Fancy so we have 24, we have how long to get we all these 24 hours. 24 hours once we start. Once yeah. we get the first one yes. in it. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm making a huge mess with this bar, but it's so good. Isn't it? Oh my God, the flake bars are like, they're life changing. Mm-hmm. They are. I'm making a huge mess. Here. They are such a mess. Like, think. Okay, just think about this. Imagine it. It's like, the, no, wait, no, wait, wait. Walk with me down this little vision. Okay. <laughs> Let's imagine it's the middle of February. We're having our first really true blizzard where we're getting like 50 centimeters of snow, and it's the wind is blowing and the wind is like minus 24 in the wind chill. And it's nighttime. It's like nine o'clock at night. Uh, Terry has gone to sleep or gone to her room anyway. And you're sitting up with a delicious cup of hot coffee. And you have one of those that you're dipping into the coffee a little bit and then eating it. My God, I cannot think of a better idea than that. Especially knowing you're going to have to shovel something the next day. <laughs> I have a feeling you've done that. Oh, girl. If there's a way to enjoy chocolate, I have found it. No joke on that. Mm, that was so good. <laughs> okay, so are you okay. going? Are you going to accept? I'm trying to think of what else to ask. So we know how to get the thoughts now. Mm-hmm. We just need the people's name. Once we accept, we'll probably get that. Mm-hmm. What's this chick's name? Vezka. Uh, Vezka. V-E-Z-S-K-A. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. I will go talk with um, the, the Anita to get my <laughs> wine. <laughs> to get the wine. I think we're skins. good. I think. Yeah. Anything else? Well, we'll need the names. Okay. Some of the details about the yep. targets, I suppose. Yep. Some details about them, like where we can find them. Sure. Mm -hmm. Are there any obstacles between them and us sure. when we get to them? Okay. Does it need to be done in secret? Okay. And what are the thoughts we have to get from them? Okay. Here's what she tells you. She hands over the vial and gives you this information that she was provided. All of the individuals are known to reside in the 10th district. Veska doesn't know any of them personally or by reputation. Number one is Argona. She's a red-haired roan female centaur. She's a horn caller, which is a kind of beast master. Uh, she's in the Celestia Conclave. 
and you have to learn the name of the gardening book that she recently returned to the Esmeri Library. Next up is Delrim Munn, a male Vidalcan student at Prism University. You have to obtain the location of a secret passage in the Esmeri Library that Delrim recently discovered, quite by accident, by the way. And Herringbone is the last one. <laughs> Amel Silhana, the wood elf, has a prospense, uh, propen oh my gosh, talk about a weakness in words, Propen propensity? Propensity. Propensity to dress in well-tailored clothes. And you have to learn the location of the Mizium Augmented Scorchbringer, which is a flamethrower-like device, naturally. That's not where I thought you were going with that when you started <laughs> saying the W sound at the beginning of that. <laughs> um, so he has seen, but he hasn't been able to obtain this flamethrower-like object. So you have been briefed. You are ready to get started. Veska reminds you that you have 24 hours to return with the vial and the required thought strands. If you don't succeed, you do not get paid. You can't keep the vial when it's finished. That's just not an option for you. You cannot keep the vial afterwards. Okay. Well, don't you need it to get the contents of it? Well, once I have the thoughts, I have the thoughts. Oh, okay. Yeah, we right? can turn it over. Yeah. It's the thoughts that they're interested in, not so much the vial. It's the thought that counts. It's the thought that counts. Cynthia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I'm so tempted to give you an inspiration point. <laughs> <laughs> Screw it. You've got an inspiration point. <laughs> okay. So. How do you want to go about this? Well, let's get out of the sewer. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. a good start. Uh, meet up with Anita and get some... Nice wine. Mm -hmm. um, Anita at the Squacking Duck. Squacking Duck. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's entirely possible that Eugene, the useless son, may have some information about where to find one of the three people. This is possible. Very mm -hmm. possible. Mm -hmm. So after we get the skins of wine, why don't we talk to him? Okay. How many skins of wine should we get? Do we? Get? I'm getting two for myself. Over yourself. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. And I'm also getting some of their, you know, some bread and cheese, or if they have any like food, like cheese rolls or something to take along the way. I mean, you might as well if it's on Veska's tab. Yeah. <laughs> what the heck, right? Penny's going to grab wine skin too. Okay. Are you getting anything? Some ale. Some skin. ale? Yeah, get some skin of ale. Skin of ale. Skin okay. of ale. Cool. I'm not going to worry about the prices because it doesn't matter. Because <laughs> y'all ain't paying. Nope. <laughs> Yummy rations. We're going to talk to Useless then. Mm -hmm. Eugene the Useless. Eugene. <laughs> right, so why are we going to talk to him? Where's, where's Useless at? He might have some information of one of the three. So I guess we approach the bartender's son. Okay. And I guess just general inquiries... Of, won't use their name, but descriptions, maybe. The centaur, who's red, um, I think he said red-haired. Mm -hmm. The wood elf and the Vilton. I don't think I spelled that one right. <laughs> <laughs> Just general descriptions, see if he's seen either of them around the bar or anywhere else in the 10th district. Okay. Yeah. 
report this general inquiry. What do you know about these people, Eugene? Okay, so you're giving him the, all of the just the descriptions or the names? Names. Yeah. Okay. And I'm observing him as I, as we say each name. We'll start with, you know, to see if there's any facial feature changes or... <sighs> facial feature changes? Okay. Just let you me know. Uh, recollection. Okay. Okay. So, which one are you going to ask him about first? Argona, Delrim, or Herringbone? Let's go with Argona. Argona? Okay. Yeah. Um, he says he has heard of her. Um, he believes that she is currently working um, on the Millennial Platform. Sounds awesome. Doesn't millennial it? Platform. <laughs> the Millennial Platform. Yeah. She's working in the garden. Garden. Uh oh, guys, the fresh A is going down way too smooth today. <laughs> mm. Does she frequent the tavern at all? Uh, squawking duck. The squacking duck. Squacking yeah, duck. he says she's she's she comes by once in a while. Not regularly. Not regularly though. He's like, I know my mom gives me a lot of flack about you know being lazy and stuff, but. You know, I get a pretty good memory for names and faces. So, I mean, I've seen her come in here a few times. She usually gets, and he, like, goes on about what her usual order is for food and, and what her drink is and, and all that kind of stuff. We just let, I just let him ramble on. Yeah. Make him feel like he's helping. Giving all the information. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so that was our going to million platform. Uh, how about Delrim? Delrim, 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 Delrim. Um, he goes, oh, the student, right? Yes, the student. Yes, okay. the student. Yes, Delrim. Uh, orders an ale. Uh, usually sits with another loud kid. Um, but as far as I know, and from what I've overheard, uh, he's working in pre pre Precinct 5, uh, and he's operating out of like a small... Small lab, I think I've heard him say, at the blister coils. What is he studying? Uh, you know what? I don't even remember that. I just remember the lab, and I remember blister coils, and I remember that he likes stew and ale. Can't fault him for that. <laughs> and herringbone. Herringbone, herringbone, herringbone. Oh, herringbone. I think you want to. I think you want to be careful with that guy because he's got some weird friends. Uh, he's staying with some gruel friends. Gruel. Um, and I think I heard heard that there's somewhere like on the edge of like precinct four, in like a a rubber rubber belt. Rubber belt. Yep. Rubber belt encampment. Yep. Yeah, that's what I heard. Rubber belt encampment. Yep. Mm. Well, it's a start. Anything else you guys two can think of? Do you recall when they were here last? Uh, I think that uh, Dalrim was here last. Uh, it was like two nights ago uh, that he was here. Uh, he seemed like he was having... Did I just hear a car beep? Yep. 
Okay. I was just making sure. <laughs> or a horn or something. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking really hard about Dalrym right now, so I wasn't <laughs> sure if I was like Imagine it. overextending my brain. <laughs> <laughs> because, whoa. Okay. Uh, so yeah, he, he was here like a couple nights ago and, uh, he was just like, I think he was like having a bad day at the lab. Um, from what I remember, from what I overheard and stuff. Bad day at the lab, you say? Yeah. I don't know exactly what happened. I don't know if he just like didn't have a breakthrough or if he like fell asleep or whatever, but he just said it like, well, it didn't seem like super productive or whatever. Hmm. All right. Anything else we can think of? We have the general locations. No. So we have the general locations. General description. Mm-hmm. We have the general description anyway. Mm-hmm. We know what they... What does the last dude drink? Uh, Wine. Wine? Wine. Likes wine. Red wine. Dark red wine. I'll make sure one of my skins of wine is a dark red. <laughs> okay. Cool. Mm. Thinking for his time? No, I, th- I can't think of anything else. No, neither. Okay, <laughs> so you've got your wine, you've got your ale. What were you getting? Sorry, uh, just a wine scheme. You were just getting another one? Okay. Yeah. Some good rations, cool. some yummy rations. That my phone decided to make it yummy brations. Yummy brations. I mean, those are good too. Yeah, I know. I've heard. Uh, so what you know about the public transport here is that it takes about a half an hour to travel um, to where each of the people that you have to go and, and grab thoughts from um, are currently, or last reported in being anyway. Yeah. So it takes about 30 minutes to get there. Um, so who do you, is there somebody you wanted to visit first? We should go to the furthest one away for first. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. They're right. all kind of a half an hour away. In opposite directions? Or just equidistant from <laughs> where we are. <laughs> I don't even like jelly beans. And I okay, so the, <laughs> the journey to uh, the rubber belt to visit Herringbone, it's going to take about two hours. Oof. And the others are on the way back from there or what? Well, on the way back, on the way out. Either or. I'd rather have the shorter distance at the end of our... Yeah, after we start our... Our journey than at the beginning of it. Or, like, you know what I mean? (laughs) You guys always do it backwards. But okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. When I play video games... You always start backwards? I always go make a beeline, and not intentionally, but I get to my destination and miss everything else. Sure. So when I get there... I'm not high enough level <laughs> because I didn't kill anything to get there. Squishy. Uh-huh. Oh, by the way, we should mention too. So we've got three players at level three, right? Yes. 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 Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Because this was for four players at level two. We don't have four players today. We have three. So I'd let you guys bump up to level three. I just thought that, that was fair. I got something cool. <laughs> got something cool? Level three. Yeah. Whoa. Well, I got my oath then, I think. Mm. So that helped. Yeah. That's when, my... that's when you get that stuff. I got my archetype. Yeah. Yeah. You got your oath. <laughs> you, can, you can force Give us forces. We'll do it the other way. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. It just means you're going to deal with the hardest thing first. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> the rest of it will just seem easy. Congratulations. 
<laughs> but well, less chance of us having used this. any of our stuff. Mm-hmm. So when we get there, might be the hardest thing, but we'll be fully stocked. Yeah. Fair. How we're gonna swing this? I guess we'll discuss on our on our travels mm-hmm. <laughs> to mm-hmm. it. So we need to get them to think of a specific thought. Well, I feel like the vial will kind of hone in on the thought. Don't isn't that? It said surface thought. So we need to make them think about that specific moment. Sure. Okay. Getting so what was it? Would be a little easier. <laughs> <laughs> right. The fine red wine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And. <laughs> <laughs> do 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 do. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to save one for yourself, but we might do. I got an extra just in case. I don't know. I just grabbed one. Mm-hmm. That's why I have one as the red one. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Yeah. So uh, it depends on what's going on when we get there too. This is the so herringbone's the one at the rubber belts. Mm-hmm. Um, don't know what that is. But it's District 4. Yep. Well tailored and uh, useless, Eugene said he was a bit shady. Are we shady. familiar enough with this area that we don't need maps? Yeah, we're not going to. Yeah. <laughs> maps, sh- maps. No offense to any map makers out there. <laughs> you don't want me trying to map anything because we don't need no stinking It doesn't maps. work. Where we're going, we don't need maps. Well, I don't even take notes when we're gaming because... <laughs> I can't read them later on. So from Herringbone, we need to find the Missium Flamethrower. That's all I got out of what you said earlier. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So he knows where it is, but he hasn't been able to get it himself yet. Yeah. And we just needed to know where Mm -hmm. he is. So maybe we can, after we get him a little drunk, offer services. No, that's out of character, though. Mm -hmm. For me, anyway. (laughs) Sure. Let's let's visit Herringbone, shall we? Yes, let's. Okay. So Herringbone is an elf about town. Um, he is a man of exceptional style. Think prince. Like like royalty or the No, yeah, the, the, artist. the artist, right? Like just <laughs> impeccably dressed all of the time. Like yeah. shoes always the same color as his pants. Like matches. Um, He works all over the 10th district selling illicit goods obtained from his network of street thieves. Mm -hmm. Maybe this is how some of you may have heard of him. Mm -hmm. Street urchin, I'm looking at you. I'm a street urchin Mm -hmm. and thief. Mm -hmm. I probably know him. You probably do, yeah. (laughs) You're probably buds. So it might not be be so weird for you to show up with a, a, you know, sack of wine. He's not big time enough to have a gang or, or anything like that. Uh, he's made a lot of acquaintances. They're kind of good at inflicting violence upon anyone attempting to swindle, swindle or cheat him out of a transaction or anything like that. One of his favorite groups of thugs for hire is a gruel war band located in the rubber belt, which is where you guys find yourself. A gruel like the food or? <laughs> <laughs> gruel as in uh, a G-R-U-U-L. Gruel. Gruel. Weird. How else would you pronounce that? I think it's a race, maybe? Gruel? Anyways, they're located in the rubber belt. So Herringbone has spent the last couple of days uh, contemplating a transaction with the warband's leader. Uh, Most of the rest of his warband is out uh, raiding, so you kind of catch him with just a few squatters for company. We caught him with his pants down? (laughs) (laughs) So to speak. His very fashionable pants. Preferably (laughs) high-waisted with a lot of buttons. Um... (laughs) Very detailed, that. 
Okay. And that sash that just hits, sets on his hips just so. Just sits just right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Probably a purple trench coat with a high collar and maybe a white ruffle blouse. Uh, the rubber belt is a Gold ruinous trip. zone of <laughs> decrepit buildings and overgrowth. The information you obtain leads you to the encampment of an old plaza. Uh, it's been reclaimed by the wild. There's an old, old tower that stands about 80 feet above the ground. Thin trees cling to the ruins just here and there. And uh, some people are hiding in tents that dot the kind of plaza proper. There's a bonfire crackling in the center of the area, which is providing both light and warmth for people. Uh, a rubber belt stalker stands in the watchtower and whistles down to the rest of his band when he spots you all approaching. Two anarchs are out near the bonfire and they head to the beast pens to fetch their two boars before heading out to meet you. Herringbone. Uh, heads down from his room in the tower to join the two Anarchs in welcoming you. Uh, the assembled group meets you just north of the bonfire. The Missium Flamethrower, right. if I'm saying that right at all. I well, like, abbreviate a lot of it. I completely agree with you. It is the Missium Flamethrower. <laughs> uh, again, he is impeccably dressed uh, in a fine suit. Gold, uh, not gold, sorry. A gilded rapier. Okay. Uh, he also has a feathered cap. And he smiles at you as you walk up and you catch a glint of a couple of gold teeth in his mouth. Very unlike Prince, but very much Harry <laughs> he got, he got the grill happening there. <laughs> <coughs> a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Penny's going to keep her like a step behind um, Tom. Mm -hmm. Look like the muscle kind of thing. And okay. Just keep some distance. Be respectful. Arms okay. crossed. Okay. <laughs> Being skeptical. Okay. Yeah. What are you doing? Not right skeptical, beside. but. You're right, right you're right beside Tom? Muscle. No. Okay. What do you want to do? Do you want to explain why you're here? Just be up front? Or because I feel like if you try to swindle him, some bad things may happen. I don't know. <laughs> so this this vial, I'm yes. you have it? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> does call. it automatically <laughs> capture the thought when, when it comes into his head? Yes, as long as you're within 10 feet of him. Okay. Yeah. Before, like, well, before we approach him on the carriage... I would think you would brought a brought up that what's his name? Uh, herringbone, herringbone, like the fish, yeah, like the fish. <laughs> but uh, I would think that your rip, your your um, history with him might yeah, come up. Yeah, so we're gonna think, as we approach him, it's like so maybe you Harry, have the, <laughs> how the hell are you, buddy? So I'm thinking maybe you have the vial on you because you'll be closer. Sure, yeah, you can get in closer. my yeah. I don't have to have it out or anything. I can have it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he'll, he'll know about it, but we'll deal with that when it comes. He's going to be like, Tom, Jerry, it's been way too Jerry long. Yeah. Squeak, no. squeak. Speaking of Tom and Jerry. <laughs> so how have you been, my friend? He's like, yeah, you know, busy, busy, busy. Business is good. Business is good. Find anything interesting lately? Uh, I mean, a couple of things here and there. A couple of things. I'm working on acquiring, you know. You know Everything. how it goes. It, oh, yeah, indeed I do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Anything I might be interested in? It depends on what you're looking for. I start rambling on, naming off a few things. Sure. And I throw the melis. What's it called? Missium. Missium flamethrower in there. Yeah. Okay. All right. Very um, nonchalantly, just, you know, this, this, a this, a missium th flamethrower. He's kind of with you until you mention the flamethrower. And then immediately his demeanor changes. So he's like, hmm, the flamethrower, the missium. 
Why in particular would you mention that? Uh, we were just, uh, we heard about it. We were mm-hmm. wondering about it, along mm-hmm. with the other things, of course. Mm-hmm. I also am aware that you are a person who is, um, for a fee, uh, contractually obligated to find things out for people. Aren't we all? So you would understand why I would feel a little skeptical about you coming to this place and asking for that specific thing. Well, I know how well connected you are, my friend. Ah, flattery. It will get you nowhere with me, friend. Right, it's not on paper. (laughs) (laughs) I'm using persuasion. Okay, roll for it. Don't fuck me. What? <laughs> Whoa! Stopping my dice. I mean, that wasn't really a thing, but natural twenty yeah. oh, plus six. Oh man! Ooh. Oh man! Hang I on a second. You. <laughs> That's my big boy. So those are not going to be in the jail. Uh, so in, you're using persuasion. You rolled a natural twenty. Okay, cool. Um, he really does not want to give up this information, though. And instead of giving up the information, he looks to the gruel who are surrounding him, and they seem like they are spoiling for a fight. They are ready. If, if they're getting ready, I'm getting ready. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so as he is... <laughs> oh, no, I can use hand crossbows. Oh, oh that's what I... Because oh. I want to have hand crossbows, not a short bow. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Okay, so as you're talking, the stalker guy, the rubber belt stalker. Rubber baby buggy bubbles? That's the one. Uh, he starts to make his way down from the post in the tower during this conversation, this trade of words, trade of compliments and low-key insults that you and uh, Herringbone have exchanged. Uh, I could have called him Boner. <laughs> I mean, you could Very. have. You could have. Um, Can I hear that now? (laughs) (laughs) So he's trying to hide in those skinny trees that are just north of the bonfire. I mean, it's not working because I feel like he's a pretty obvious dude. Also, he's taken off already. Well, no, he's just like trying to... This is the stalker dude? Yeah, the stalker dude. Uh, Herringbone just kind of uh, gives like a a signal kind of over his shoulder, some kind of weird like hand thing that he does. And the rubber belt stalker comes out of the tree line. And I would like you to roll for initiative, please. Oh, man. Can you believe we're going to take a break there? (laughs) Uh, Come back next week for the conclusion of a zib for your thoughts. And as always, make sure you check us out on social media. On Twitter, we are at Wizards and Wine, same as Instagram. And we are available on Facebook, too. If you have any questions or want to give us some feedback, we would love to hear it. Uh, You can email us at wizardsandwine at gmail.com. So until next time, always drink responsibly. Always carry a D20. There's the giant apparatus that's strapped to a wall. It doesn't have to get any dirtier. Why wouldn't a giant horse lady live in a yurt?